Jack Cassidy, and you're tuning in, turning on, dropping out on WMNF Tampa. The opinions presented on the Healthy Steps show are the evidence-based opinions of Dr. Fred Harvey, the callers, and his guests. These are not the opinions of the staff, the volunteers, or the board of WMNF. The information provided on the show is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease. There is no implied patient-physician relationship in these calls. The nature of the calls is educational and informational only. Hello out there, my exalted friends, and thank you for keeping your radio tuned to WMNF Tampa. And indubitably, welcome to the Healthy Steps Radio Show with Dr. Fred Harvey. Today, the wise and goodly doctor is going to talk to us about forever chemicals, those persistent and heinous chemicals that are coursing through your body right now. You are encouraged to participate in this discussion, or if you have any related medical questions, by calling 813-239-9663 or sending an email to dj at wmnf.org. You can also text us at 813-433-0885. And a good morning to you, Dr. Fred. Today, your topic addresses forever chemicals. Sometimes the corporate slogan, better living through chemistry, can be a bit deceiving. This is a huge topic with many tendrils, Doc, so I'm going to sort of set the table for you and then get out of your way. It's my understanding this all chemically started in the late 40s with Teflon and since the 50s has been showing up in our blood. Today, these long-chain chemical compounds are in food wrappers, firefighting foam, but more scary is it's almost in all of our drinking water. Several studies that I saw stated that these chemicals are in 99% of the U.S. population, including newborn babies. So, Dr. Harvey, what should we know, and is there anything we can do about it at this point? Good morning, Bill, and thank you for another wonderful introduction. And yes, you do have it nailed there. They're everywhere, and we all have them. And these invisible um, um, synthetics have really been a boon and a pain. Um, You know, flame retardants are really important because they really can stop a disruptive, huge fire from going out of control and, and, and killing lots of people. Um, furniture, um, clothing, and, and, and carpeting that have all been impregnated don't burn as effectively. However, they off-gas into the environment and create problems for all of us. So persistent organic pollutant pops as we abbreviate them, are the forever chemicals. Forever because nothing breaks them down. They are synthetic. They have no natural um, uh, environmental um, you know, metabolism, like many other chemicals in the environment that can be broken down by other organic organisms. Uh, bacteria will eat things up, uh, but none were you know, trained or, or evolved to eat these chemicals. We have started doing some of that, though, to help clean up the environment. But these chemicals, uh, yeah, as you said, uh, the timeline starts post-war, uh, post-World War II, and continues to the present day with continued creation of more and more of these chemicals that, uh, unfortunately, are not getting regulated well enough, not getting studied well enough, and are creating problems downstream for many of us and in our environment. Um, let's see, Rachel Carson, brilliant woman, um, honored in the Pittsburgh area. She's from that area, and she noticed um, that we were actually having some trouble with um, the absence of uh, song in the spring. 
she wrote a bro- book called Silent Spring because she no longer heard the frogs chirping like she used to. And it turns out that was due to DDT, terrible pesticide. Once we eliminated that, the frogs be able, were able to come back. The eagles were able to come back, the condors, because this DDT caused um, thin eggshells for those great raptors and was basically took them to the point of extinction. Man was very effective at almost ending their existence. We've also been very effective at bringing them back. So these industrial chemicals, they're toxic synthetic substances composed of organic or carbon-based chemical compounds and mixtures, um, like petrochemicals are all carbon-based. Um, so they include industrial chemicals like PCBs and pesticides like DDT, and they're primarily products and byproducts from the industrial processes, chemical manufacturing, and the resulting wastes that come from that. They're recognized as really horrible. In fact, a multinational convention got together called the Stockholm Convention on Persistent Organic Pollutants. They have uh, met uh, in the early 90s uh, and, and, and on through to today, and they're developing these, these protocols for how to eliminate these from the environment. Um, we already have a caller. That's great to hear. Indeed, we do. Smitty just hopped on the, uh, the lines and wants to ask a question about water filters. Good morning, Smitty. Uh, good morning there, Dr. Harvey. Uh, good morning. These, these chemicals, can they be filtered out with a good filter? Like, uh, you talk about your water filter, but you never tell us who, who made it. I mean, True. So it doesn't really necessarily matter the specific manufacturer. Um, what matters is the type of filter. And, and yes, we can eliminate the water threat by filtering the water in our home. Now, a lot of people have the, um, um, you know, the faucet attached filter or the Brita type water, you know, the water container yeah. filter. These are very um, good filters for getting out lead. And that's about all they're going to do because the pore size on the carbon is not small enough to trap smaller molecules. And so what you need, what has been shown in study, I was going to mention it later, but really there's, and I've even posted the study to the website, the two types of filters that actually get these things out are a two-stage filter. It could even be a three-stage filter. Mine is three. It starts with car- carbon, has a fiber in the middle, and, and ends with carbon. But if you have a two-stage filter that has a very tight carbon block filter at the finishing end, that carbon block needs to be one micron absolute. And that is going to get out most of those pollutants. And the other way is with reverse osmosis. I prefer the two and three stage filter method to the reverse osmosis method because reverse osmosis is designed to waste a gallon of drinking water for every gallon you actually get out of the system. That's the way the system works. And so rather than wasting purified water, I would go to a a carbon block filter because clinical studies have shown it is as effective at removing these nasty contaminants as the the reverse osmosis. And the micro... at least one micron. If you can get to half a micron, the one I use starts with a five micron, has a fiber filter, and then it goes to a half micron. You can't use a half micron alone because it will block up in about a month and you'll have to replace it every month. But if you use a pre-filter, fiber and or carbon, then the whole system lasts longer. Now, what about a 0.3 micron? There you go. Uh, It's still good, but I'd go to 0.1. 
How much did you spend on your water filter? Seven hundred. Oh, okay. That that was almost the range, yeah. And, and that's and that's an under that's an under sink. And I have to I had to spend another three hundred dollars to get the guy to cut the granite and install it. Oh so it was a thousand bucks for an ongoing filter that I change once a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want And that costs imagine that's one hundred fifty for a year. Okay. All right. So I guess so maybe you can get it cleaned up. <laughs> yeah, that's my best defense. All yes, right. it truly is. And 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 why do we have a water shortage with a technology of reverse osmosis being used commercially? I can see it being used for dialysis, but that that's like an oxymoron. Right, right. But thank you for your time. You're so welcome, Smitty. Enthusiasm sells. <laughs> Great, thank you. So, um, uh, so yes, we can get them out of the environment. We can can get them out of our our, our drinking water. So, but why are they a threat? What, what's what's the issue? So, um, the Stockholm Convention looked at a bunch of issues, and one of the things is they are everywhere. They are truly everywhere. There's some studies out there I posted to the website. Um, the Arctic environment has these chemicals. They actually looked at it in, in the environment. They looked at it in remote living Alaskans' bodies up there on the north shore of Alaska. These people have these chemicals in their bodies. Why would they have flame retardants in their bodies except that it rains on them? That's scary. It's in the meat. Here's the other thing. It's, it's, it's called bioaccumulation. They accumulate in body fat and cause damage that way. And they accumulate and stay there because they're fat soluble. So think about a polar bear. Polar bear is all fatty. A seal, a, a whale, uh, 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 an elephant seal, um, a whale, uh, um, a whale and a um, um, walrus. All these things are fatty. That's what the Alaskans live on, fat. So they eat concentrated toxins because these accumulate in the body. They are persistent. As I mentioned before, nothing breaks them down. Um, the um, um, British Medical Journal had a great article on that one. Um, and the half-lives of these chemicals uh, after ending exposure to contaminated drinking water, we're looking at um, in the vicinity of five years for elimination of half of the chemical from your body. In 10 years, there's still a quarter of the chemical left in your body. So they persist, they accumulate, and they're toxic. The um, uh, CDC has um, a, a really good um, link that I've posted um, that describes uh, about how toxic they are. It's a quite big report. It's from 2020, March. Um, we got, I think, something like 38 pages here of what is going on with these things. And the amount of trouble that they actually result in is huge. Another problem, they actually are being released by climate change, ice, and snowmelt. Yes, they're actually being released by the snowmelt. So they're actually trapped in these glaciers and they're being released into the water. So they also transfer to the fetus through breast milk, through the placenta, and in baby food because all the baby food's contaminated. They travel the globe on wind and water currents. And amounts are increasing of flame retardants, um, while PCB, 
which has been banned of use in America. OCP, that is the uh, organochlorine pesticide, which is really poisonous and cause breast cancer and other problems. And polyaromatic hydrocarbons, which are basically all the effluvians from the gas and oil industry. These all decreased because of the Clean Air Act, which um, the SCOTUS, the Supreme Court of the Ameri uh, United States, just actually restricted because job creators, don't you know? We need to make sure these job creators can keep creating jobs so they can keep creating poisons that will create more jobs in the uh, medical industry so we can treat the cancers and take care of all the sick people. Wow. Why would they restrict enforcement of the Clean Air Act, which is actually decreasing these horrible chemicals? Good question. We got to really question these Supreme Court justices, but unfortunately, questioning doesn't help much because they're there forever to damage us. Uh, how do they cause damage? No, not the Supreme Court, but these chemicals. Um, they're hormone disruptors. They look like hormones. They disrupt, they get into the, uh, mem the membranes and they disrupt the ability to listen to the chemical. And they cause miscommunication in very small doses. You know, uh, hormones are very potent and hormones cause change in small doses. You know, testosterone is on the uh, DEA's controlled substance list because it actually creates problems. It actually is very dangerous in small amounts. Fetal exposures will be terrible with testosterone on a pregnant mother. And so fetal exposures to these really toxic chemicals are even worse because they cause developmental abnormalities. Uh, they cause damage to cognitive function. So the, you can't think. You cause problems with reproductive function can't reproduce, causes birth abnormalities and causes immune suppression. So you get sicker, easier, faster. Um, the result, the CDC has published data that shows that they increased rates of liver and heart disease, liver cancer, decreased antibody responses to vaccine, um, low weight, uh, low birth weight babies and thyroid disruption. This stuff is potent and problematic. And I would like to mention that we are on the Healthy Step Show here on WMNF Tampa. Absolutely. I'm going to just jump on in and take over the helm here for a second and remind folks that they are listening to it on WMNF Tampa. And we're inviting you to participate by calling 813-239-9663 or sending an email to dj at wmnf.org. And you can also text us at 813-433-0885. And you're citing a 38-page or 32-page report there. That's a, yes. that's a hunk of reading there. I'll bet you fewer people, well, more people have probably read that, though, than anybody at the uh, Mar-a-Lago have read any of those <laughs> secret papers. <laughs> they probably wouldn't have understood them. Um, yeah. <laughs> so we do have a, an email. Uh, Hi, Doc. What do you think about silver mercury fillings and resin fillings that last half as long? Uh, well, the mercury fillings that have some silver as an amalgam in there um, are actually toxic. We know that. But they do work and they're cheap. Um, and the problem is, though, you constantly get a little bit of mercury dosing. Um, you also get some electromagnetic current problems, which also disrupt things. So they're not the best choice. The resin fillings, they've changed over time, and they've used different chemicals. And there is actually a test you can do. It used to be called the Clifford test, but I'm blanking on the name of the current one. But you can test and see if you're actually reactive to the resin. But again, it does contain petrochem. It's hard to tell which one is going to contain which one. There are many out there. But um, if you have to get a cavity filled, then I would suggest that, yes, you uh, uh, use resin rather than mercury um, at this time because it is relatively in once it has 
formed. Um, not a lot of off-gassing goes on that I know of, but yes, it obviously can occur. Um, another email asks, what evidence might I find uh, uh, might I find in a filtration system that have captured contaminants? Oh, um, the evidence that the way they uh, evaluate the efficacy of a filtration system is test the water at the site before installation, test the water coming out of the filtration system afterwards and see if there is a reduction in the toxicity. Um, we don't usually test the filters to see if there's toxins in there, but I bet somebody would do that. I think we have another caller. I do. I've got Gary on the line with a... Um Quick question for us. Good morning, Gary. Hey, good morning, you guys. Um, Hi there. My question, my question was, um, I have two questions. One is, um, is a Brita, Brita good for you? A Brita is not Brita. bad. A Brita is not highly effective. A Brita takes out some lead and some chlorine, but and that's good. So if that's all you've got, you're ahead of the game. But it'd be best if you could get something a bit better than that. Okay, and uh, my second question is, when you go to the bathroom and brush your teeth, you use the regular water, aren't you? Um, generally, yes. Okay, I would reach your mouth on and all that. Um, you know, um, yes, I guess you have to live with that unless you get a glass of water or two from your Brita. But... Um, or if you have a whole house system, but the evidence for whole house systems is not that great. So it does help, but it's it's not as good as doing the under sink filter. Okay. But for now, I have to live with the Brita. And you know, actually, okay. the Brita, the water tastes good. Yeah. Oh, no, the Brita works. It just doesn't get out these chemicals. Okay. I believe all you pay for what you get. So um, Exactly. I, right? So, um... I'm looking forward, you know, to getting a nice system in the future. Right. So okay, um, when, you can, when you can invest, I'd go for it, Gary. But in the meantime, um, using the Brita and, um, you know, mix it up with a little bit of bottled water once in a while. You know, get some nice uh, um, spring water in a glass bottle um, just to switch it up. It'll, that's got to be clean, especially if it crosses state lines. If you buy bottled water that actually came from the Carolinas or something, that has to be tested for these 400 chemicals. And they will not be allowed to sell it across state lines if it contains any of this stuff. And you know what? Um, when you have to change your filter in your Brita, how long should you how long should you wait before you change your filter? Actually, I don't know because I don't own a Brita. I'm sure the instructions came with the Brita. Okay, I'll check it out. All right, thanks, Zach. You're welcome, Gary. Have a great day, buddy. Okay, bye. So, um, we have. Um, a, a whole heck of a lot of these chemicals. And um, when the original convention got together, they, they named 12 of them. Um, and there was a bunch of pesticide and herbicide stuff in there. Aldrin, Chlordane, DDT, Dieldrin, Endrin. All of these are, are uh, pesticides. Then we have the chemicals, Heptachlor, hexachlorobenzene. Well, that sounds, just the name itself sounds like it's toxic. Um, and then there's another one called toxaphene. Yeah, that's, that's not toxic. I don't know what is. Polychlorinated biphenyls, polychlorinated dibenzo-p-dioxins, and polychlorinated dibenzofurans. All of these things are on the original 12 list that should be banned, but are still somewhat in use. Back when I was a 
Excuse me there. I was just going to inject yeah. a story here about back when I was a young lad in Boy Scouts. One of the Boy Scout leaders showed us uh, the labels on the back of foods and said, don't ever eat anything that you can't pronounce. Yes, great idea. And back in that day when um, um, I was uh, that age, um, I, I had uh, in our neighborhood, even in Pennsylvania, we had mosquito problems. The DDT truck would drive by and, and fog the neighborhood. And um, we would chase that truck because it was fun. <laughs> All right. over Florida, too. Did that in Yeah, time. yeah, for sure. So um, <clears throat> the, um, the list was actually added to, and there's another uh, 16 <laughs> that they've added to it. Again, crazy intense names like alpha hexachlorocyclohexane um, and beta hexachlorocyclohexane. Those two actually um, are related to what's called lindane. Lindane is actually a medication. Lindane is used as a second line therapy for uh, uh, scabies and head lice. And so um, lindane um, is quite toxic, should never be used on children, which it is quite often, and <clears throat> should um, be considered um, a banned uh, item. There's so many others, chlordicone, deca, bromo, diphenyl ether, uh, pentachlorobenzene, all these things have multiple chlorines, fluorines, and bromines. Um, Hexabromocyclododecane, think about these things. You can't pronounce them and you don't want them in your body. But what's interesting is the EPA, for some reason, decided to act after many decades. I don't know who put pressure on them. I guess the most recent pressure about the uh, um, <clears throat> forever chemicals on airstrips and especially around uh, um, Air Force bases where we were subjecting our uh, active soldiers um, to uh, intense levels of toxins, especially in their groundwater, because this stuff is actually in their water. But the EPA decided to restrict two out of now 28 chemicals, and that is uh, PFOS, um, um, and uh, uh, that is called perfluorooctane sulfonic acid, and PFOA, which is perfluorooctanoic acid. The fluorine ones are even worse than the bromine and the chlorine ones, but they're all horrible. So I don't know who pressured the EPA into doing it, but it was just like in the last week or two. Let's see, the Washington Post is telling us um, August 26th. Yeah, they just published it. EPA finally moves to label some forever chemicals as hazardous. You know, the job creators just have way too much power over the EPA. They're not able to say the things they need to say to tell us that we're being killed by industry. It's just about growth, guys. It's just about growth. I don't know how long we can grow with the cancers that are going to be growing inside of us. <clears throat> but um, And the brain rot, because this stuff causes Alzheimer's disease too, causes heart attacks, causes diabetes. It's like, when are we going to wake up and realize that we're actually causing the medical industrial complex to explode in cost and work? Do we really want to keep our doctors busy with diseases that could be prevented if we stopped using this stuff? <clears throat> Let me give out the number again while you clear your throat there, doctor. Thank you. Um, and everybody, I want you to know you're listening to the Healthy Steps Radio Show with Dr. Fred Harvey here on WMNF Tampa. You can participate and you're invited to participate by calling 813-239-9663 and continue sending your emails to dj at wmnf.org. 
You can also text us at 813-433-0885. And I've got Greg waiting patiently in the control room answering phones, so give us a, a jingle. Looks like we got the lights coming on now. Back to you, Very Doc. good. Thank you. Um, here we have an email. Hello, gentlemen. Dr. Fred, is the single cartridge absolute zero dedicated drinking water filter I have, as recommended by Dr. Eve, sufficient? I, race, I replace the cartridge annually. <clears throat> Charles in Tampa. Thank you, Charles. Good question. The um, evidence from the, there was one really uh, extensive clinical study. I posted that up here on the site. Um, the, that study said that single cartridges aren't as effective. Um, you're, they're still residual. You might get between 40 and 60% of these PFAS out, but you're not going to get all of them. You're going to do much better with a, um, a two-stage filter or a reverse osmosis filter. So I would go a two-stage or three-stage because you're going to get the best work. Um, Eve did um, uh, recommend a good filter, but now that we know this much more about these uh, forever chemicals, we want a better filter. That was a really good one because I, I, I looked at that with her at the same time and I really liked it. Um, so where are these found? We already talked about, they're everywhere, but rainwater. Um, the North Carolina, um, uh, um, it's called the Fast Network. I put a link up. They did some studies. They, they show that um, in, in especially uh, closer to cities, as the rain comes through the smog, it picks up these chemicals and drops them on the city. Um, so living in a city. That's a really important thing. Living in a city with PFAS contaminated water supply and atmosphere. And Miami is number three on the list on the link that I sent you from the Environmental Working Group. Think about that. Miami, number three. There are no others in Florida that I saw. But um, to be have a number three city in your state means the state's pretty sick. Um, and so... Um, uh, one of the reasons that this stuff is in the atmosphere and everywhere is because of microplastics. And that's a topic for another story probably, but it really just comes right in with this one. Microplastics are everywhere. Microplastics are everywhere in our atmosphere, in our food supply, in our water supply. Microplastics are teeny tiny, almost microscopic pieces of plastic. And what's really interesting about these things is that they are bioaccumulators. You can get bacteria stuck to them in the water. It makes a biofilm and the bacteria then eat the toxic chemicals. And the, then the combination of the bacteria and the toxic chemicals and the microplastics stick there and they come into your food. That's why it's bad to have microplastics in your fish. And then if you, um, um, uh, the microplastics themselves floating in the atmosphere are magnets for these persistent organic pollutants. So the microplastics become transferrin units. They, they, they're, they're, carry, they're carriers like trucks. They're carrying these persistent organic pollutants around and we breathe them in. They stick to the surface of our lungs and then they deliver their load to us. Lung cancer without ever having smoking. Um, Oh, here's another good one. Trying to stay healthy. Um, any glide type dental floss, dental floss that um, I know two brands, uh, Oral B has a glide and Colgate Total is a Teflon strand. They're Teflon. That's a PFAS. You're putting these things into your mouth every time you uh, floss with these Teflon strands. Use um, the uh, uh, fiber strands that are waxed Nylon is fine. It doesn't have the same problem. Many of the other dental flosses are nylon that's waxed, and it's actually a really good um, choice. Another thing, they showed that in, um, uh, they, they compared uh, P 
people and, and found that different food sources actually have problems. So coated cardboard, think French fry containers or other um, paper, but slick lined uh, to prevent uh, leakage paper containers. These are all lined with um, Teflon. These are PFAS. So take out containers, beautiful um, um, golden arches, red box covered with Teflon is giving you poison fries in a poison box. <laughs> it's time to stop. We need to really change this. We have somebody on the line. There we do. We've got Bobby from Clearwater wants to know about how companies get away with what they get away with. Good morning, Bobby. Uh, good morning, and thank you Hi. for all this information. Um, You're so welcome. It's really, it's really ridiculous that the chemical companies get away with all this. Isn't it ridiculous that our, our government officials actually get paid to allow them to do it? It's frightening. Yes. Yes. And any ideas of what could be done? Because if we don't start doing something, chemical companies have had free reign for so many decades. That I'll tell you the way. It's a really difficult way. It's going to take a lot of work. And that is to actually only ever vote for candidates that um, um, a vow never to take political action committee money. It's the political action committees that are killing us. And if we can get only candidates that take grassroots funding, small donations, we will win. But until we get rid of the both Democratic and Republican political action committee money stream, we won't get rid of our owned politicians because both parties are owned, except for a couple of people like Bernie, who takes no big donations. There's very, very, very few people out there that are doing the right thing. There's a new third party that showed up that's actually only doing small grassroots donations. And I think it might have a chance, but it has to be supported by people who think about these issues and are willing to step out of the uh, BS of the belief systems of the Republican Democratic ruled nation that isn't even ruled. It's actually chaos because they won't act. Wow. <laughs> okay, thank you. You're welcome. Chris. Yes, we've got Chris wants a um, answer on filtration systems. Good morning, Chris. Oh, good morning, doctor. Um, how would you test uh, other than a total dissolved solids meter? Is that the best way to test for whether your filter needs changing? Uh, you know, I know that Different contaminants have different levels of conductivity, so uh, you know it gives you a rough idea of of um, how well the filter is working. And um, you know that's what I use as a TDS meter. But uh, I was also wondering if you heard about um, a way to extend filtration life that I've found <clears throat> on my own uh, by soaking filters in highly alkaline uh, ionized water that'll uh, electrostatically adsorb the contaminants from the filters. And um, you know, draw out the toxins, those positively charged toxins. Most of most contaminants are positively charged. It's uh, through the Van der Waals forces. If folks want to check that out, uh, it's three words: V A N D E R W A A L S forces. So you know, I think that I think that relates more to toxic metals than it does to um, um, chemicals. Well, they're all uh, the positive positively charged you know, because they're oxidative, free radical inducing. But, you know, it works on the same principle as uh, like clay or zeolite, healing clays or zeolite or activated charcoal, you know, it electrostatically adsorbs 
the contaminants yeah. from within. It's a very interesting concept. Or, or you can soak food. That uh, I came up with the idea because you know most people soak a lot of people soak their food in freshly ionized alkaline water. And mm-hmm. I thought, well, why not do the same with filtration? I noticed that it really improved their performance on the TDS meter. Excellent. That's a great idea. I uh, haven't seen anything clinical on it, but thanks, Chris. Um, yeah, neither have I. So, uh, and, and also DDT. Have you heard about uh, DDT, possibly uh, the history of uh, you know the correlation between DDT and the outbreaks of polio and decline of polio that corresponds? No, I have not, but it does make sense because toxicity induces immune breakdown. We know that. Uh-huh. And nervous problems. Uh, and nervous problems, yeah. all kinds of stuff. Excellent, Chris. Thank you. I have some more on the line and more text answer. Let me give the number on out again, because no, we do not have anyone on the line at the moment, and I'm begging them to give us a call. Give us a jingle at 813-239-9663 and send us emails at dj at wmnf.org and continue texting us at 813-433-0885. And I see the light flashing in the studio, so someone is dialing on in right now, and Greg's going to give him an answer. Or he's going to answer. You'll give him the answer. (laughs) (laughs) So here's an anonymous one asking, uh, will a three-phase filter remove the good minerals? Um, No, actually, it it doesn't usually do that. It will actually sequester some of the uh, toxins. It doesn't always even get fluorine out. um, But when the fluorine is attached to a PFAS, it will. Um, So the um, uh, reverse osmosis is the one that removes the good uh, minerals. So if you do reverse osmosis water, you need to take a good broad mineral supplement to replace those minerals because you don't get any. And that's one of the other reasons I don't really go for the reverse osmosis. I think we have Anna on the line. We do. And, um, well, good morning there, Anna. Yes, good morning. Um, I just had a remark or something I wanted to share. Uh, you were talking about the, the uh, fast food containers, the carryouts that have to yes. be kept with the Teflon. Uh, uh, yes. And um, a lot of people don't realize uh, there are some chemicals that are in the Teflon that um, our society has been fighting for a very long time. As a matter of fact, uh, the chemical C8, which created uh, originally huge lawsuits in the state of West Virginia where DuPont uh, made, uh, you know, the Teflon. Uh, It's my understanding that 99% of the population has uh, that chemical C8 in it, um, in them, in in their system. Uh, We have adapted to it, obviously, but if we keep putting the same chemicals in our products, we're not going to be able just naturally be able to fight them off. There are well, Anna, mis- Anna, yeah. Anna, when you yeah. said that we've when you said that we've adapted to it, I don't think that um, um, it's really adaptation because what I see is a vast increase in the number of cancers that I'm seeing. There's been no reduction in the uh, uh, amount of heart disease. Really, cancer is just catching up with it, and so. Yeah. 
we, we haven't really adapted. We're just actually living with the chronic illness that it's creating yes. in all of us. Yes, I totally agree. But unfortunately, they're getting by with it. And yes. um, the I'm not originally from Florida. I'm originally from the area, Parkersburg, West Virginia. And I'm very well aware of what went down with the water supply. Uh, there's two movies that are out that people could probably get on Netflix uh, or another source. Uh, one is The Devil We Know, and I believe the first one was Black Waters. And um, it talks about this particular uh, chemical uh, where, you know, I can't go into major detail, but there was a farmer years ago uh, that died him and his wife both and all of his cattle. He did his own autopsy on one of his cows to show people uh, literally what was going on inside of the his livestock bodies, which, you know, is happening to us. Um, yes. The, the a level of um, cancers, thyroid disease, high cholesterol, and People can say, well, you've got high cholesterol. Well, you know, there's a lot of things that cause high, high cholesterol. But in that... One of the things that causes high cholesterol is toxicity. Exposure to PFAS, exposure to um, all these chemicals are actually things that cause high cholesterol. Cholesterol is a symptom, not a disease. Yes. My uh, youngest brother, I just want to share, um, had uh, stage 3... Uh, cancer when he was 38. I always swam in the river, fished, ate yes. the fish. Um, now has had, at the age of 52, at 51, he had a heart attack. Wow. Um, he, he has thyroid disease, which if he doesn't take his medicine for it, he will die. And, um, you know, th I've tried to help that way. Uh, through paperwork and things, but they make it so hard uh, yes. to fight back. I mean, of you course. can... Uh, Fighting job creators is an uphill battle because our government is in the pocket of the job creators. Not It is not a government of the people, by the people, for the people. It's a government of the corporation, by the corporation, for the corporation. And we need to take it back from the corporation, Anna. Love your yes. input. I have another caller on. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for your time and let me share. Thank you. Well, thank okay. you. Thank you, Anna, and best wishes to your brother there. I've got Thanks. Aaron on the line here. Good morning, Aaron. Hey, morning, guys. Hi there. Hey, God, God bless your brother there, Anna. I uh, hope he gets better. Yes, indeed. <laughs> hey, Doc. Um, so with everything, just this day and age, obviously, it's becoming more and more uh, difficult to avoid, you know, toxicity entering our body with you know, the plastics, everything in the water, just yes. in general, just harder and harder to be healthy, it seems. Um, my question to you is just uh, regarding, you know, elevated or let's just say healthy growth hormone levels in our body. I mean, is this one way to strengthen our immune system? Um, just want to get your thoughts on that. Um, well, anytime you have um, a better hormone picture, you're going to have a stronger body. But the question is, how do you get higher growth hormone? One of the ways is okay. detoxification. 
because these toxins will actually disrupt your hormones. So to get them back online, uh, detoxification is the key. So, you know, the, the, the principal um, uh, first step in detox is remove the source. Uh, and actually there's a, I put an article up there for, on municipal treatment. There, they found some, some uh, resin filters that actually are working in municipal treatment plants to actually pull this out of the, out of the drinking water, uh, public drinking water. So that's one good step. And then if you have been exposed, which you have, um, there are ways to get this out. Now, if you have toxic levels um, using things like phlebotomy, where you, you know, donate a pint of blood, but you don't donate it to give to somebody else, you donate it to get rid of it, that will slowly drain these things out of you. I think that's a bit drastic, but it's, there's evidence that it works. Cholestyramine is um, a, a resin that has been developed to bind up cholesterol, actually. Cholesterol is fat-soluble. And cholesterol is a double ring, and many of these PFAS are ring uh, system type molecules. So it's a perfect agent, and they've got really good evidence. A couple of studies uh, put up there for cholestyramine resin uh, to remove these toxins. We also use it to remove mycotoxins from the body. Those are the toxins produced by the um, fungi. And so we can get this stuff out of our body, most definitely. Okay, and then... Um I guess more specifically, do you um, do you find that um, us as a society, this day and age, um, like maybe low growth hormone production levels, do you find this to potentially be a problem and maybe an underlying root factor as to why as a society our immune systems and just overall health is just uh, kind of going down? Well, and no, um, not directly know, as a cause. Natural ways to increase growth hormone release. So yes, um, so growth hormone isn't a cause for all this. Growth hormone decreases are a symptom of our toxicity. So the way we get better growth hormone is cleaning up all of our systems, getting rid of the toxins, getting rid of our exposures, detoxifying, and then doing things like supporting the body, eating a rainbow of foods, um, eating uh, um, uh, high-quality organic foods, uh, drinking lots of clean water, getting good sleep, and having good relationships all will help raise your growth hormone level. Okay. Cool. I hope that's been helpful. Yeah, appreciate that. Good, good. We're down so, to just under 15 minutes, so I'm going to give out the number one more time and invite people to call on in. Give us a jingle at 813-239-9663 and continue sending your emails to dj at wmnf.org. And we want to get you participating in the Healthy Steps Radio Show with Dr. Fred Harvey here on WMNF Tampa. Back to you, Doc. Got it. Email here, a text actually, how do you rate the Berkey filter? Actually, I have one here at the house because my son uses a Berkey filter. <laughs> so we have two different ones. The Berkey is actually a countertop filter. It's a big metal container and it is highly effective. It's got very high ratings. It is a two-stage filter. And so, yes, it does a great job of cleaning up the um, uh, system. Um, the... Um, Here's another one, comment on fluoride and toothpaste. Well, um, we can do another one on that. This is about PFAS, but fluoride is in the PFAS. The fluorinated hydrocarbons are really toxic. You don't want fluoride in your system. But here's the thing. If you use iodized sea salt, you get iodine in your system, and it helps to displace any fluoride, bromide, and chloride that could get into your system. So you actually reduce your risk by doing that. 
Robin has an email for us. Money. That's is that is why the government allows us to be poisoned. They gotta keep the money flowing into their deep pockets. Cancer is a man-made disease. It is a huge moneymaker for many people. There is a cure for cancer. It is lifestyle choices. Do not dry clean. Do not dye your hair. Do not get petty manicures with uh, toxic colors and glues. Do not use toxic cleaners. Do not use pesticides or herbicides. Stop supporting politicians that don't care. Stop supporting businesses that don't care. Don't use synthetic pharmaceuticals. Educate yourself on what is going on and how we are allowing ourselves to be poisoned, mostly for vain and um, monetary reasons. Above all, practice self-care. Thanks for the great show. So much to talk about here. Thank you, Robin Z. Always love your input. Thank you, Robin, and definitely always good. We have another one here from Camille. Uh, Camille um, said that if one has a reverse osmosis filter system, a good mineral supplement is necessary. Um, would I recommend a good mineral supplement? Yes, what I would recommend is that you look um, for one that contains chelated minerals. There's a company called Albion, A-L-B-I-O-N. Albion is the first company to create a truly chelated mineral. They have a patent on the process. And the mineral supplements that I recommend for people use Albion minerals. So if my um, uh, company is, you know, X, Y, or Z, um, it doesn't matter as long as the label has the little Albion seal on it, because that means you're getting the highest quality, highest absorbable, clean minerals. And I would want a multi-mineral. And I know that chelation therapy actually yeah, removes some uh, lithium. Lithium is really important for your brain. And if and we do have lithium in our in our drinking water in Florida if we don't use reverse osmosis. So it would be good to get a, a mineral supplement that contains lithium. Um, the one I use is from the company Zymogen and it's called Minrex, M-I-N-R-E-X. I designed that one so that it would actually have um, a, uh, a good amount of lithium. It's more than what the clinical research says creates new brain connections. I have two callers. Yeah, we're jacking them on up in here. I've got Christiana from Tampa and Charles from Winterhaven. Let's get started with Christiana. Good morning. Hi, I was just wondering about uh, donating plasma. Um, how healthy or unhealthy is that? Because I've been doing that for about two years now. Well, actually, it's not unhealthy at all. And you may actually be removing some of the toxic oh. chemicals. Um, oh, now, plasma is the water-soluble portion of the blood. It's the clear without cells. The cells are where the fats are. And so okay. if you're actually phlebotomizing and actually giving a full pint of blood, you're actually getting the fat-containing cells that contain the fat-soluble PFAS molecules. So you get a better detoxification of the petrochemicals by doing whole blood, but the plasma also has minerals like mercury and things in it, so that will also help to reduce your toxic burden. Either way, I, I think you're, you're getting a benefit. Great. That's why I feel kind of good afterwards. But then oh, good, right. good. But, okay, um, that's all my question. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. You're so welcome. All righty, take care. Okay, let's move on now to Charles. Good morning to you now, Charles. How are you today? Uh, good morning. I have a question about the plastic bottles and the yes. use of bottled water you went into a minute ago. Um, interesting about the interstate uh, regulation. And, uh, okay, I've read that they still leach um, if, if they don't have BPA in them, they have some, what is it, BHPA, and 
other plastics, especially or or BPD uh, or right and and uh, what is this antimony? The um, uh, yes, the leaching the leaching will uh, increase under more heat, and I've also experimented by putting a little bit of salt, uh, the uh, real salt that you get at a health store, and raising the pH a little bit so that uh, I feel better. You know, like the right pH up for me to drink. But if I leave it, if I leave that salt in there overnight and then drink the water, boy, does it taste? I mean, I could taste something. You know, that's not too good. And I'm thinking, yes. well, what what the hell's the answer if you if you want to do bottled water? Uh, you, you just can't get it in glass anymore. Oh, um, well, yes, you can. Um, I, I'm using one right now called um, Mountain Valley Spring Water. It's in a glass bottle, drinking some of it right now. Um, yeah, but they that, have that actually... stuff is highly alkaline. I, yes. I, it's too alkaline for me, unfortunately. It's expensive as hell, too. Yeah, but I don't uh, do it very often. I, I just yeah. use my filter usually. And uh, right. in that, dark I'll throw green, a pinch dark of... green bottle. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah, and occasionally I'll throw a pinch of uh, baking soda into my um, filtered water um, just to get it more alkaline. Okay, so cheaper that way. If you're going to use plastic <laughs> like that, you better to uh, uh, bottle water, pour it out of the plastic bottle, maybe into a glass bottle, and then put your tweaking in there to bring it up uh, in pH. Yeah, if there's any possibility, I just get some steel bottles or glass bottles and fill them at home and take them with you. That way, you don't have to spend money or um, 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 petrochemical um, waste on these bottles. Right. Well, I wish I wish uh, you could be the pulpit to uh, influence the public to demand that they go back to uh, glass bottles. Well, I am the pulpit here, so tell everybody that you know to listen to the show, and we'll get this information out there. Well, you you remember back? I think it was in the eighties that it went community to community, and uh, had these so-called referenda, and and overnight they went to plastic bottles yes. all across the country. So maybe it can be done. I don't know. All right. Well, uh, I, thank you. I think you, you could have about three shows on this topic. Oh yeah, we can keep going. There's so much information here, man. Yes, enjoyed it. Bye bye. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, Charles has made some good points, and we're down to just under five minutes and no phone calls or any such thing. So I'm going to turn it over to you and the emails, see what we get. Ah, we got lights coming on in, so go for the emails, Doc. That's a good thing. Well, I just wanted to mention uh, about elimination. Um, You know, a lot of people talk about sauna uh, and sweating it out. You know, they they did some research and didn't find a lot coming out in sweat. Um, it may still be effective, but it's hard to tell. Exercise didn't seem to be uh, improving it either. Um, and there didn't seem to be a lot of evidence for using zeolite, a very popular clay. Uh, it's also called clintoptilotite or clintoptilolite. Um, but zeolite is its, its um, um, more popular name. And, and there doesn't seem much data for getting that out. But since we know that it's excreted in the... Um, um, Bile, and that's fat soluble. You want to have your bowels moving regularly. So a couple of bowel moons a day is a real help. Um, here we have one on uh, gold teeth and fillings. Uh, 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 are they toxic? 
anything you have that's foreign in your body could have the potential of toxicity. It's better to have fewer, but gold is very inert. If you're going to have something in your mouth, gold is probably the best. Um, and can you use rainwater to water your vegetable garden? Yes, absolutely. Uh, having a cistern to collect your rainwater is a great thing. You can't drink it, though, if you have asphalt shingles because the asphalt is toxic. You don't want to be drinking asphalt water, um, especially coming off of a hot Florida asphalt roof. Oh, my golly, that would be disgusting. So, uh, But you can actually put a metal roof on and save that water and actually drink that if it comes down to a low water situation um, or lack of power. Because that's the other thing. There's a great movie called Fuel you might want to look at. Fuel talks about how our water is connected to our fuel. We don't get water if we don't have uh, electricity and electricity comes from fuel oil or coal or you know some cases solar but mostly it's 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 hydro uh, petrochem power so if our power goes out we don't get water and so how do we make sure we get water uh, a metal roof and a cistern is a good idea so um it appears that we didn't get any more callers huh bill well actually we've got diane on and i think we got about a few seconds for her so Good morning to you, Diane. What you got? Quick. Good morning. Uh, heavy metal profile, mercury in blood, 1.3. And um, what does that mean? It means that you have been exposed to mercury and that you should find somebody to do a provoked urinalysis on you. You take some chelating medication, you collect urine and see how much your, your body excretes the mercury. Uh, you do one beforehand without provocation, do one after with provocation. That way you can see if the provoked uh, the provoking agent, the medication actually is effective. But I wouldn't even treat that number yet until you do a follow-up and find out if you have a body burden that needs to be treated. Thank you. You're welcome. So, Bill, yes. nice show. Oh, I thank you. Don't thank me. It's a wonderful show you've got. It's a wonderful topic, or a tragic, but uh, I think it's something that everybody should be aware of. And finally, I'm glad that FDA is making some comments about it. Yeah, you know, if we're aware, we can actually do something about it. You know, when we're not aware, we can't act. But I, I, one thing that gives me great hope, even though we're in a bunch of stressful times, is we're talking about the issues. We're talking about real issues, and we're going to change this world. It's going to happen. And next week, I've decided to change topic. I was going to talk about something else, but I just read this article in the New York Times yesterday about over-medicating teens. Ten different psych meds in one child. Yeah, it's psychotic. That. Horrible. A good New York Times piece there, but horrible. All right. Well, I'd like to thank you again, Doctor, and I'd like to thank everybody you called in and participated and tell folks that you should stay healthy and stay listening to WMNF Tampa, the Healthy Step Show. Y'all take care. Thanks, Bill. You have been listening to the Healthy Steps Radio Show with Dr. Fred Harvey here on WMNF Tampa. Just around the corner is five minutes of NPR news and then I'll key up sustainable living, hosted by the award-winning team of Kenny Coogan and Annie Yellis. Today they welcome to the show Jackie Leibowitz, the Water Resource Assistant for the Sarasota County Extension Services, and she's going to address water conservation and irrigation. So until next Monday at 10 a.m., thank you for supporting and listening to the Healthy Steps Radio Show with Dr. Fred Harvey here on WMNF Tampa, your community-conscious radio station. Stay safe, stay thoughtful, and know that you are loved.